welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I am your co-host, Stuart Deming, and today's episode is brought to you by Explore Tours. If you want to come learn about the city of Nashville, come take a walking tour with Explore Tours. You can head over to ExploreTours.com and book your tour today. Use the code ND10 to take 10% off of your order for the Nashville History Walking Tour. This is the last part of our summer series of the day trip uh, road trips throughout Tennessee. Now we're going into Kentucky, uh, just about an hour north of Nashville into Bowling Green, Kentucky. But if you're looking for some caffeine for this road trip, head over to blessedaycoffee.com and use the code EXPLORE20, XPLR20, to take 20% off of your order. They have free delivery in the Nashville market. Aaron, you went to college in Bowling Green, so you're very familiar with this town. There's a lot that we're about to cover. Half of these places I've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, 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 luckily, you've I've, uh, I've, I've brought you to Bowling Green a few times, and so you've gotten to explore uh, some of these areas, some of these attractions, uh, but but not fully. Um, and so we'll we'll talk about a good bit to do here. And uh, like a lot of these, there's a few activities that, you know, you, you just stretch those county lines a little bit further and you're able to hit into some incredible things. So we're going to be covering uh, that. But uh, like like you said, we're going to make sure you're caffeinated with Bus Day Coffee before you drive up to Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's almost right at the dot, an hour north of Nashville, which is fantastic. So, uh, you're going to get to uh, Bowling Green and you're going to want to find a coffee shop up there. Um, luckily, the coffee shop that we're going to recommend is in a great meeting place for everybody. And that is at downtown Bowling Green and in their uh, in their kind of Fountain Square Park area, which is beautiful, by the way. Yep. It is stunning. Yep. They've they've put a lot of work into that downtown Bowling Green used to be like, you know, maybe what McMinnville was, you know, 15, 20 years ago. Okay. Um, it's a, they put a lot of work into downtown Bowling Green. They've redone the Fountain Square Park over the past year or two. Mm-hmm. And so it's turned out to what it is today. And then uh, once you're down uh, downtown, you're going to go to Spencer's Coffee in there. Uh, surprisingly, Bowling Green doesn't have a huge local coffee scene. Um, so Spencer's Coffee is... is easily one of the most recognized coffee shops down there, uh, but they have incredible roasts there. They have your normal kind of coffee pastries and everything. Um, but I'm not going to recommend Spencer's for breakfast. We're going to head over to, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised we just, we run out of time all the time to do so many things. Um, we're going to head over to a place called GADS and GAD stands for great American donut shop. Uh, this is off of Dixie Highway or Highway 31 South in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Um, I'll show your computer if you want to full screen that. Um, this is just your neighborhood donut shop. Yeah, like your, your yeah. 69 cent donuts. Um, this is the place where, you know, when you were studying for two hours and you needed a study break and get some food, you go, you drive here to, to Gads. They were open 24 7. Wow which is, I, I love that. I think That's only rare. here in Nashville, Foxes yep. is open 24-7. Yep. Uh, so that is is rare to have that. But when you have a college town, you really need a lot of 24-7 places. Oh, yeah. Um, but this was, this was that 24-7 place for, for us. Uh, you, you would go at 1 in the morning. There'd be a line out the door. Oh, yeah, uh, for 6 uh, cent kind of place. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would get, uh, I, I would get, like, 
bags full of donuts. I probably would get a dozen a week <laughs> and eat that yeah. by myself. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Can you um, tell me? Can you tell me what this middle donut is? is that a strawberry donut? Yeah, that like looks a like a strawberry plain donut? cake. They had a lot of different plain cakes. That sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, the apple fritters that they had, I I usually would get those a lot. Okay. Uh, I love that the pictures on Facebook are coming in so clear. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's probably because somebody took it on a re- high resolution. Yeah. Wait, I didn't show. It. Zoom back in. I didn't show the. Uh, I didn't show it oh. on the on the pot. Yeah. There you go. Like. Yeah. That strawberry cake donut looks <laughs> freaking killer. Yeah. Uh, so just your basic donut donut shop Even uh, like the stuff. Eclair, like donuts, they look good. Yeah. Yeah. The Boston creams, yeah. they look good. They had, they had a great strategy of like the freshest donuts were at like midnight, 1 a.m. Uh-huh. type deal. So they were fresh in the morning. Uh, so that's why you'd have a lot of people go in there uh, really, really late at night. Because they have that's like when they a were hot sign up. like Krispy Kreme. No, oh, okay. <laughs> you just had to take your best guess. The best guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is also, we had mentioned we were when we were talking about, if you want to pull up, you've already got the website up. Um, when we were talking about the Swanee Mon Eagle yeah. uh, to, to visit the University of the South Campus, uh, same thing for WKU. I'll, I'll kind of put this on the screen here. Um, their, their campus is, I've told you this, reminds me similar to Lipscomb University in their mm-hmm. landscaping. Um, they they take great care of their campus. It's very green. A lot of trees throughout their campus and their buildings uh, are a, a good amount of them are fantastic as well. Um, so I, I really, you know, I, so I went to school here. Stuart already mentioned that. Um, but walking around their campus is really nice. I would recommend uh, because they are a D1 school as well. So I would recommend if you get a chance to go to either a basketball game a baseball game or a WKU football game would highly recommend uh, for a college sports game. How big is their stadium? Um, I would say it is probably about the size of Vanderbilt's. So like 39,000? It may be. Let me see what their stadium is. Because I think Vanderbilt holds 39,000. I'm not really sure. Let's see. WKU football stadium seating. Um, I don't know how quickly we're going to be able to find the stats of that. Shouldn't it just be like on Wikipedia? Um, let's see. Wikipedia. Maybe 20,000. Okay. So it's a small, uh, it's no, a smaller uh, that stadium. was in 1968 though. So I really have no idea. Football. Hold on. Somebody's going to respond I, right in the comments. I know. Somebody help us out here. Okay. So according to, uh, that's their softball. Well, don't truck, <laughs> don't trust Duck Duck Go, folks. Yeah, just don't do it. I can't believe this is just not popping up with. Numbers. I know. Come on, Google. Seating capacity. Okay, I'm on Wikipedia now. Twenty-two thousand. Twenty-two thousand. So it's a small stadium. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Compared it's to a, U, compared yeah. to UT, it's a very small yeah. stadium. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, there are a lot of local vendors there. There's like a local Cajun seafood place, uh, at the football games. Uh, so that's always fun. Um, now when you want to adventure outside of the campus area and you want to go on some underground adventures, there are a couple recommendations. The first is going to be, and we featured this on our Instagram recently, lost river cave. Uh, which has an incredible amount of history uh, for for Bowling Green and Lost River Cave. I'll put it up here on the screen. Um, is one of the only places in the state where you can kind of take a boat tour through a cave, 
and it's it's a really fun experience. It's uh, it's it's not necessarily the longest tour that you'll ever take no, for, for the, a cave tour. That's the biggest complaint on Instagram yeah. right now. It's like it's a fifteen minute tour. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's about it's about about twenty minutes. That, um, yeah, but still a really cool experience and and really fun. Has a lot of history as well. Um, it's it's only twenty five bucks, so it's not a like super be, super expensive tour. Point. Yeah, and then once you get out uh, a little bit past Bowling Green, a little bit north, uh, you're going to get to uh, Mammoth Cave. And Mammoth Cave, if you don't know, is the longest cave system in the world. And so to have a national park like that uh, within an hour and a half of Nashville is pretty cool. Um, a lot of people just don't take the trip because it's up, it's in another state. Yep. Uh, and so that's very intimidating for people to go into a different state that you don't know, but uh, it's technically the closest national park in that to Nashville. Yeah. So, cause we have the national battlefield stones yep. river national battlefield. That's on national park, There's though. a lot of national forest, but mm-hmm. as far as the, an official like national park, this is the closest to Nashville. And it's pretty cool to be in the largest cave system um that that exists in the world they're still finding uh they're still they're still exploring it every single day there's probably a possibility just throwing this out there that mammoth cave is connected to caves in nashville yeah there is there there is a possibility there are such strong possibilities but it's going to be like another 500 years before Before they discover before they all can find that path yeah that leads to it. Have you, you haven't been yet. Have I've been, you? I've been three times. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did we go in a cave? I can't remember if we went in a cave. No. Or did I've, you go separately? Yeah. I've gone with okay. uh, our friend Aisha. I've gone That's with right. my cousin Adam. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, many, many different tours to take yep. inside of Mammoth Cave. Uh, the entrances are massive. Uh, so just, a, just, a, there are rooms the size of, major hotel conference rooms inside of Mammoth Cave. Um, and just, it goes on for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles. Um, so a lot of different options for some fun tours there. Also, you can stay on the property there. Tons of beautiful hiking trails Oh yeah, as, as well. So uh, those are two caves in the area. Now, that's, it's, it's around an area called Cave City. Which so there's, makes a, sense. there's a lot of other caves in that area, yeah. but those are just two that I would highly recommend. Um, water parks in the area. Uh, there's one. I don't th- even think I've told you that this exists. This I is had no called, idea there was a water park. In there's Bowling an Green. amusement park and a water park in Bowling Green. It's not really. I'm kind of surprised it's still there. It's it's not really like attended to much or. But I was a college student and we didn't go there. Nobody went to Beach Bend Park. When I was there, so it's maybe just be more, kids, like more kid of a kid, yeah, kids and, yeah. Fr- and family friendly place. Uh, but Beach Bend Park is in Bowling Green. There's a drag strip, drag strip that's that's right next to Beach Bend Park as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Beach Bend Park, the amusement park, and the water park side are in Bowling Green. And then there's also um, is it smaller than Nashville Shores? Um. I would say as far as the water park, the water mm-hmm. park, yeah, I believe so. It's smaller than Nashville Shores. Okay. Uh, but it does have like some roller coaster type attractions mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so it's, I mean, it's decent. I've heard mixed reviews about it, but I've never been myself, so I really can't say. Um, one other water park that I would recommend, especially if you're visiting, you don't know whether you want to pay or not. Uh, one of the parks, like the Bowling Green Parks, um, 
I believe the it's Preston uh, Miller. Yeah, Park. Preston Miller Park. Uh, that was a popular place for a lot of people for a few reasons. Uh, I'll put it up here on the screen. So Preston Miller Park had a water park um, there at the park. They had volleyball, like sand volleyball courses. They had soccer fields. They had pavilions. Uh, I believe there's disc golf on the property as well. So uh, Preston Miller Park is a great city park to enjoy a lot of different features uh, of a park in a free area that's outside uh, without having to pay for an amusement park prices or anything like that. And I found out, Stuart, that even uh, when we were leaving, one of the attractions we'll talk about here in a second, Cheney's, we, we ran into kind of a facility that looked like a warehouse mm-hmm. across the street, but it had a bunch of tennis courts. It's actually a park. Yeah, yeah. I found that out uh, looking through all the, the Bowling Green kind of park it had, system. Uh, tennis courts. It, it had like a freaking sports complex. Yeah. So like it was like sports <laughs> training and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm interested in this. Uh, so there's Barren River Lake. When we passed the right. Barren, I don't know who named that. Well, when we but... passed the Barren River, it looked pretty barren. Yeah. Yeah. So where is this water? In, so, in Bowling Green? <laughs> so I guess they dammed the river. And okay. so the, you get Barren River lake um it looks like a very small lake it's i think it's pretty decently sized okay um we can go to we could we could put greg on the mission and see how big barren lake is uh, yeah. barren river lake uh but it's a lake that uh like a lot of other uh lakes in tennessee and kentucky a lot of cabins of um on on the property docks um so i think it's pretty decent size oh, that's a, that, that's a lot more deceiving than uh what it was showing <laughs> in that general photo. Photo. Yeah. It, it seems like it's still like a small lake. Like I want to go to Kentucky Park. Let's see. All right, I'm gonna try finding the acreage of this lake. <laughs> All right. You, well, you, you, keep... you you've been here, right? Yeah, I've been here a few times. There are so many lakes in Kentucky, uh, but I spent most of my lake time at Rough River Lake. Okay, so it's a. Uh, 10,000 acre lake. So compared to some of the lakes in Tennessee, it's pretty small. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I spent a lot of time at rough river Lake only a few times at Barron river Lake. Uh, but they do have a lodge on the property, uh, places to eat as well. You can see the, the Marina there. Um, but at least you've got a state park lake scene. That's not too far away from the city. Um, if we go back into the city, uh, there is a place where all of the Corvettes are made and displayed, and that's the Corvette, uh, the National Corvette Museum. And uh, this was really, I've, I've been here a few times. It's an incredible sight to see. Um, you get to see a lot of the history of the company as well. You get to see, it's kind of like when you're in, uh, Lane Motor Museum. You get yeah, to yeah. see a lot of the weird offshoots yep. of vehicles. You get to see other products that Corvette has made that's not their regular car. Uh, so you get to see all of those branded things. Um, a lot of people may remember there was a sinkhole in yep. which the Corvettes fell. Uh, several Corvettes fell into this this sinkhole that's right under the property, which, you know, we talked about caves. That's Bowling Green for you. It's, a, it's essentially an entire city built on a cave system. And when we were at lost river cave, they said that I believe WKU had to introduce kind of a new 
special category of research and study yep. specifically for something called, I can't remember the scientific term for it, but basically it's called city built. It stands for city built on Caves. a cave system. <laughs> yep. Um, but uh, how do you, uh, I'm trying to find out how to like participate on their track. That, that sounds like a question for, uh, Somebody who wants to buy a Corvette. That's probably that's probably that's probably what it is. Because I'm like they have that track across the hall, the um, highway. Yeah. Okay. We'll find out eventually. <laughs> uh, you can also win a Corvette. Uh, have fun paying the taxes on that one. Yeah. They they usually have a raffle going on to to win a Corvette at all times, and I think it 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 goes to some kind of uh uh partially goes to some kind of charity as well. So that's that's pretty cool. You see. Corvettes, even before you can you buy a ticket to go in there, they've got a lot of their, their lobbies, kind of like a little showroom as well of things that are like available to purchase and, and potentially win or show off or anything like that. Uh, but once you're done at the Corvette museum, which their gift shop's actually pretty cool. So make sure you check out that you can go to somewhere that Stuart, you and I have been several times, and this is Cheney's dairy barn. Um, and this is on, uh, I believe the, the way to Nashville. Yep. So this is Nashville great, highway. Yeah. So if, if you are headed back to Nashville, this is a great stop. Cheney's dairy barn is a farm, um, farm to scoop. How would you farm to cone? How would you, how would you say farm something to like scoop. That one's a farm that to one, scoop? That one's a pretty good one. A, a farm to scoop property and, uh, from, uh, from cow to cream. I like that. I don't know. <laughs> from cow to from cow to cream. Comment, comment below your favorite <laughs> from cow to cream experience. Um, so it, they make ice cream. They they make incredible ice cream. Uh, this reminds me of places that you'll find up north that is a direct creamery from their farms. It's amazing. I love their strawberry ice cream. They also have milk. They have farm tours of the property. They have a playground. They have events. Uh, it, it's an awesome place and it's, it was extremely affordable. Yeah. It was really cool to see in their little museum and their operations of how they milk all of their cows. It's all automated. It's, it's all automated and you get to actually see it as if you, if you pay for the little kind of self-guided tour, it's five bucks. Yeah. And Can't you beat it. Yeah, and you get to to watch all the cows like just basically walk up to this yep. machine and they get their udders cleaned, completely automated. And, and it, it it grabs the milk. They get to eat hay. They get a little scratch. It's on their way. Yeah, it's it's, it's fantastic. It's a, it's a good machine. Happy cows equal equal good ice cream <laughs> and good butter, good milk. Yeah. Uh, the really interesting thing about that is with the automated machines, when the cow feels like it needs to go get milked, it just goes. It gets milked. So it's not these set time periods. So it's really Insane. good. It's really good for cows. Yeah. Uh, this is a place that you took me, Aaron. This is Lisa's Fifth Street Diner. And you introduced me to the $10 omelet. Basically, all you can put toppings in this omelet. <laughs> it's six <laughs> eggs. It was fantastic. Yeah. It's called the Big Warren. Uh, and it used to be really big on their menu. And I think they were like, oh, shoot. We're Everybody's too much money ordering the Big Warren. So it's like a little small item on their menu now. But the Big Warren, like you said, six egg omelet. And they don't even have a description anymore. People nope. who you people just know that you just get whatever you want inside of this omelet. You tell them what you want, and it's included in that omelet. And so, yeah, so uh, you like it's, sausage, it's incredible. bacon, cheese, like peppers. I think I got all of that and onions, and I'm like ten bucks. 
shoot, it's worth it. It's worth the sixty minute drive up yeah. to Bowling Green to get this omelet and then come back uh-huh. to Nashville. The, the tough part is that it's only open until like one or two o'clock, depending yeah. on the day. So you really got to be intentional about going there. But uh, first, they open at five a.m. Yeah. So if you're wanting to get out of Nashville real quick. Do the 60 minute drive at 5 a.m. Get there at six. Come back. You could be at work at eight. That's it's reasonable to me. Extreme omelet. <laughs> that's worth it. Uh, if if you're staying in Bowling Green, though, and maybe maybe you missed uh, Lisa's Fifth Street Diner and you're like, OK, I, I just need some real food. Not too far away in downtown uh, Bowling Green is Mickey's on Main. Um, and this is a, a small sit down burger joint. Um, and it's, they're I'm webs- trying to find their menu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is. Their website's a little odd, okay, uh, so but there's their menu. They have a, a tuna tatar. Um, let's see. You said burgers. Okay. So they have kind of two things. They have 440 and, and, and Mickey's and 440s, a little bit of a different menu than Mickey's. Mickey's is more burgers. Okay. So they have a uh, land. Yep. That's come up uh, multiple times. Oh, that's cool. In this uh, this day tripping series. That's interesting. It's a New Orleans-based thing. Uh, You have a black and blue burger, so black and Cajun, a blue cheese spread. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, (laughs) You have quesadillas. You have some hot eats. They definitely have a New Orleans-type vibe. Yeah, that is. it's very interesting. It's been a long time uh, since I was there. Last time I was there, I saw the lead singer for Cage the Elephant walk in. That's cool. Because they are from Bowling Green. Um, I, I do want to mention before we get to our last restaurant that there is a triple a baseball t- or a single a baseball team there, uh, called the bullet green hot rods. And so it's, it's very close to Lisa's fifth street diner. It's close to downtown. Um, and so if you are in that area and there happens to be a game, that is a great thing to do as well. In addition to the WKU sports, this next place this, this place is, looks good. This is probably one of my favorite places for dinner in Bowling Green. This is, a, it sounds like it's going to be a chain, but it is not. This is because there's, it, it's, the name is Montana Grill. Sounds like a change. Because yeah. of Ted's Montana Grill. Yep. That's here in Nashville. And I believe there's other locations mm-hmm. of that. Yep. Um, but Montana Grill in Bowling Green is different. Um, it's built like a lodge, like okay. most, like most, like, places that look like a Ted's Montana grill are. Um, but there's a couple reasons why I like Ted's Montana grill. Um, I don't know if you, you, you could, said Ted's no, or, or sorry, sorry, Montana's sorry, Montana grill. grill. See, we're getting confused ourselves. <laughs> well, uh, first thing got me right here. This is on their menu. This is the crispy fried green tomatoes. If I've had it, they're fantastic. If there's a place that serves fried green tomatoes and they're good, you know, every single out other items on their menu are going to be delicious. Yeah. And I don't know if they have photos of this, but there are two things that make it worth going there every single time. One is their skillet cornbread, their skillet jalapeno cornbread. Not seeing it, but uh, it which is, good. which is insane. They need photos of that because that's what everybody goes there for. That's one of those things you just kind of get on your table and, mm-hmm. and they don't say a word. You just, it just pops on your table like rolls. That sounds uh, nice. So, so you get the, uh, the skillet jalapeno cornbread, you put butter on there and it is fantastic. Like that is their staple thing. And then they have an entire rotisserie mega area, um, on one side of their restaurant that just has chicken turning in a large fire. 
for hours and yeah, hours. Yeah, so like some of the options are barbecue ribs and rotisserie chicken, lemon chicken, uh, like a pasta, West Tennessee barbecue plate. Then you just have fire roasted rotisserie chicken. So like you can go just, to their appetizers, see if that uh, appetizers. They're gonna have their skillet stuff on there, but it's uh, I'm dis- not seeing it. Disappointing. Disappointing. Okay. Well, uh, that is that is the that is the best thing on there, hands down. Oh, that, and the rotisserie chicken. That that looks good. Uh, this has been our day trip series. Uh, yep. Let us know what's been your favorite place that we've highlighted. We've talked about thirteen different places on this <laughs> on this uh, day trip series or eleven. A lot, and I feel like we could we could we could go on and we could continue the series for an entire month. We could, we could, but, but we're not yet. We uh, <laughs> we're, we're not there yet because there's a lot of Nashville development news that's yep. happening, and other Nashville news that we need to get to. Let us know in the comments below what's been your favorite city and where are you planning on going this fall from one of these day trips. Tag we'll us on tomorrow. Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Nashville Daily Podcast. If you want to learn more, head to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Explore.Nash on Instagram, Nashville Daily Podcast on YouTube, and Explore.Nash on YouTube as well. The Nashville Daily Podcast is an Explore LLC production, copyright 2023.